I logged in and I checked the notifications and I noticed that every time I would refresh the page, I would get around 10 new followers about every second. That's just something that I've always been working towards, but I guess I just didn't really actually think that it was going to happen until it did. And I was like, wow, I'm so glad that I didn't give up. This is Earbender, where we have amazing people bend our ears and unpack one tale that will live in the internet history books for all time. Because everyone has one great story. This is Earbender, and I'm your host, Alexi. Alec Dean Beshin, better known as Beshin, is a singer, actor, and producer from Springfield, Missouri. His voice sounds like if, if Michael Bublé was singing songs from the weekend, and he's crushing it on TikTok right now. I met him just a few days ago, and he jumped up another 10,000 followers. He's got some crazy main character energy. Just don't text me when you're drunk. Ooh, or don't text me at all. It must be nice Running around like you just don't care But your friends, they're always texting me Like, Alec, where you been? Like, where you at? Cause she's been acting crazy Acting like a bad On the daily But you said you hate me And now I just don't care anymore But I get a couple drinks in me That's something that my brain it can't control Or maybe it's my heart that's bleeding Hate this feeling I can't let you go oh, You're deep inside my soul I wish that I could let you free But I can't let go Yeah, very nice. Beshin, nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. What do you What do you think? What do you what, When people say what your voice sounds like, what What do they say? Right. That one sounds a little buble, mm-hmm. but you're not doing buble things. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it really depends. Michael Buble, Frank Sinatra. Um, I got a lot of comments that were like, "Wow, you went to you went from Michael Buble to Justin Bieber real quick." You know, um, <laughs> that, you know, I like I like to change it depending on you know the range or the the vibe of the song. Totally. So you're an actor as well as a musician. You have an acting reel and everything. I watched this one clip of Matt Damon's talking about his struggle of trying to find a job, and then he finally made Goodwill Hunting. He was looking at Dead Poet Society, and he's like, "Man, if I only had that gig," you know. So do you ever look at a movie and say, I would have been perfect in that role? I have always dreamed of playing Spider-Man. I've always <laughs> wanted to be Peter Parker. What Spider-Man's your favorite? Uh, I love all of them so much, but um, I've got to go with Toby only because that nostalgia Whoa, is there. Nice. Okay. I fell in love. I thought you were going to say the um, the young Bobby Flay. <laughs> yeah. So your your favorite movie might be Crazy Stupid Love. Is the reason because Ryan Gosling slapped Steve Carell several times in the face? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, it's so good. It makes me so it's happy. It's such a good movie. The I think the best part of the movie is that big fight scene at the end with like Kevin Bacon comes in and like punches him in the face. And <laughs> that that's just ridiculous. Beshin, we want to get to know your essence. You know, what makes you tick? Are right. you willing to play a game with us today? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Here's the game. Overrated, underrated, where we find out about our guest. But maybe not really. <laughs> that's great overrated underrated have you ever played this game before Beshin? i haven't not not in no. game form you know? not in game form I've, I've given my opinion on what's overrated and underrated but i've never played it as a game okay so you do know how it works right, yeah yeah, yeah. Right. that's perfect yeah i'm yeah. gonna give you one word one phrase and you're gonna explain to me if it's overrated or underrated okay okay so uh overrated underrated spider-man no way home wins an oscar for best picture Can, is is like normal a choice like not overrated not underrated <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> well-deserved? Is that a choice? <laughs> kind of, sure. We'll, we'll, <laughs> okay, accept cool. we'll accept it. I loved that movie. No, a- absolutely. I'm not talking about that you love the movie. I mm-hmm. know you love the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about if it's Oscar-worthy. That doesn't so. happen with Marvel movies, ever. Is this the one? I think that's even more reason why it is underrated, uh, and okay. it should have won go. an Oscar because, uh, you know, no, no superhero movie, like you, like you said, has won an Oscar, but... Man, that one just touched on all the aspects. You know, the cinematography was great. The writing was great. Just even the lighting was amazing. And then, okay. you know, obviously you throw in Andrew Garfield, Toby, and Tom, and what do you get? You get an Oscar no, winning Spoiler movie. alert, everybody. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated, underrated. This might be interesting. You you love Pokemon. Pokemon Go. Overrated. Now, now po- explain what Pokemon Go is. Pokemon Go is like a Pokemon game uh, on your phone where you can, you know, you can actually go around to different places and find different pokemon to catch you could literally leave your house and right. go and find pokemon yeah. out on the streets and it would blew up what like five years ago yeah it was huge right. giant deal right okay. and yeah. you know when it first came out i got into it because i'd always played the the pokemon games Absolutely. like on ds and game boy and stuff like that and so it just kind of bothered me seeing that like oh my gosh i know nothing about pokemon i've never played it or seen it in my life but i'm a pokemon trainer on my phone it's like bruh no you're not <laughs> Oh, oh, you're a hipster. You're a hipster. They're With like, Pokemon. I remember when it started. Right. <laughs> everyone else could go suck it. Okay. <laughs> I don't get it. You can't even battle. Right. You're so, angry. <laughs> you're so angry. You're a giant shoe fan. Yeah. And if you could have a room full of shoes, you would dedicate an entire room to it. Overrated, underrated Yeezys. Yeah. So, I mean, Yeezys, uh, obviously, it's Kanye West's line of uh, shoes that he uh released a while back they've been growing you know yeah like very, 2015 very mm-hmm. they're like light brown they're not right. really like splashy like or anything sandy like that kind of color yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and i i'm a big fan of that i i hate to say i would say they're a little overrated just because of the price and like the price compared to what they look like um it doesn't look like they were very difficult to make um right. so the fact that they're like oh, thousands wow. of dollars is a little weird to me but i would if i had a big shoe closet where i had you know the money to just get whatever i want i would definitely have some easies in there for sure <laughs> but they wouldn't be high on your list be they'd like, probably be on the, the the mid shelf lower shelf area it'd probably be like <laughs> crocs you know your favorite i'd have some crocs in there it'd be, it'd be exclusively <laughs> crocs crocs actually so you're a, a giant John Mayer fan, overrated, underrated John Mayer's love life. Oh, man. Um, do you know, do you know the, the yeah. ins and outs of that? I don't like, you know, study his love life or anything, but you know, from what I've seen, <laughs> I would say his love life is overrated in the sense that, yeah, I get there's some questionable things that he might have done in mm-hmm. the past, but at the same time, you know, everybody has, you know, sure. relationships that they're in and out of. Some can be toxic. Some can be healthy. And you're a true fan. You're a true fan. You're never going to go against him. He's your guy. If anybody did anything like horrible, you know, I'm not going to continue to support them. Okay. You love, you love books. You're, you're taken by the first page of a book. If if you like the first page, you're willing to uh, read that book. Overrated, underrated. Call me Ishmael, which is one of the best first lines of a book 
ever um, yeah. Moby Deck. What do you think? Oh man, I don't know. I would say underrated actually because oh, out. What if you're going to write a book yeah. and you're just going to say call me Beshin and right. that's your opening line? You think there's going to be readers that are going to be all about it and captivated? Right. No, I mean the first line probably overrated, but the book <laughs> the book and it's in itself I would say underrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for playing our game. That was yeah, great. Absolutely, man. There's no point and no score, but I guess you probably won. Nice. Yeah. All right, Besh. There's a lot of interview shows out there that kind of want to circle around to every aspect of your life, your whole biography from when you were born to every like Valentine's Day you had and, <laughs> and they like, you know, milk you for every penny. But really, all I'm looking for is a story from you so we could get to know you better through that. If yeah. you would, could you bend our ear? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, I obviously want to start from when I was born, but uh, when I was around <laughs> probably uh, four, 14 or 15 years old, that's when I uh, really started to actually write my own music. I'd sang my whole life. My dad was a singer. Sure. So I got the great genes from him. Thank you, dad. Shout out to dad. 14 or 15 that's when I wrote my first song um, got some great feedback and you know I was in choir in Oakville once I graduated I you know I did choir in Missouri at Missouri State University where I attended for a few years about halfway through I realized you know what am I doing here you know I've known from back then that I want to be a singer and a songwriter and and potentially an actor as well, called my parents and said, Hey guys, this isn't for me. I know you want me to finish college and all that, but wow. how did they take it? How did they take it? I was nervous to have that phone call. I said, guys, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. And they said, okay. What? I was like, uh, are you, are you sure? Are you serious? And they were like, yeah, we just want you to be happy. Whoa. Um, so after that, I feel kind of lost. You know, you're, you're told by society, you know, you got to go to school, get an education. Oh, don't worry about it, Beshan. When you're when you're done with college and you start into the real right. world anyway, you still feel lost because right. there's not that structure there anymore. Right. Go on. Uh -huh. You know, I've had friends constantly telling me, you know, hey, you need to audition for The Voice. You need to audition. You know, I was I was a little unsure about it. Finally, they uh, they posted a thing where they said they were coming to Bush Stadium. So, so much of our audience is uh, musicians and mm. singers and people that have thought about doing this. A lot of the people uh, listening in have, have tried out for The Voice, right. but can you explain, did you go straight to Adam Levine and, and mm. just sing for him and then say yes or no? Is that how it happened? No. So what most people don't know is that they're actually like a pretty big string of auditions before you even get flown out to LA. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ex executive producers you need to audition for uh, at first. Mm -hmm. You know, I arrived at Bush Stadium. That's a big big stadium. Totally. The line was stretched through the stadium, through all the staircases, going outside, wrapped around the stadium. How long did it take you to get through a line? Jeez. Oh man, it was pretty much all day. I mean, it was hours and hours. I, I couldn't even keep track. But the good thing was that the people that I was surrounded with in line were just so full of life and full of energy. And we would tell each other to like take turns playing our songs for one another. And I think that's a good enough reason for anyone to try out for one of these oh, yeah. is because of the community that you get. Mm -hmm. Forget about if you think you're good enough, just like hanging out with everybody. Yeah. Everyone's there with the same intention. So everyone has these like good feels, good vibe. Right. It's kind of addicting. I felt in my element. That's for sure. Yeah. And I finally get to, you know, towards the end of the line where, you know, if I turn around, I'm seeing like a sea of people. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I was one of the only people that um, brought an instrument with me because the auditions are acapella. And I brought an acoustic guitar with me just in case because I know that you have to sing another song if you pass through that first song. And uh, I had a girl, you know, next to me and she was like, hey, what, what are you uh, what are you singing? What are you playing? And I was like, well, I have an acapella song lined up, but if they let me, I wanted to 
play my version of No Diggity by Blackstreet that I do on acoustic guitar. And she was like, awesome. oh, can you can you play it for me? You know, I'm kind of just focusing on them and I'm playing the yeah. song and kind of zoned out. And then I finished the song and just a roar of applause. And it awesome. turns out that like the whole line behind me had been paying attention and taking videos. That alone almost felt better than what came next in the audition. That's, that's huge. That's that's what yeah. keeps us going. If you're a golfer or something, you know, you have a really bad day, but you have one good swing. Yeah. You have that one good moment. It just absolutely. it just propels you. You know that that's what you're there for and why you should be making music. Yeah, absolutely. So the way that this first audition went was that they called in myself and they called in nine other people. So there were 10 of us total auditioning all in the same room at the same time. We're sitting in a uh, semicircle. Uh, we have one table in front of us with an executive producer of the show sitting behind a table. He had his clipboard, looks serious as ever. It was a little intimidating, I got to say. <laughs> Points to the first person in the semicircle. He's like, you stand up let's see what you got and the rest of us are just like wait we have to sing in front of each other like oh my god <laughs> how many auditions have you been in before this moment so this musician audience that i have guys if when, you, when you're auditioning don't look at their faces don't look at them at all because they yeah. all have crappy looks on their faces uh -huh. with clipboards because yep. they don't care to make you happy exactly. at all that's the look that this guy is showing us he's very stoic you know it's getting down the line it's getting closer and closer to me and you know he, he asked me to stand up uh, what did i sing i sang uh, forrest gump by frank ocean who's one of my all time favorite artists oh okay All right. and nice. um after i was done i felt good about it but he's like okay next you know and i'm like oh shoot you know like was that not good like what did i do <laughs> right and right. uh you know i was kind of in the middle of the circle so he gets you know to the end everybody's saying he actually tells everyone else to leave except for me um, yeah. i was actually getting ready to you know stand up and leave when he said that but he's like oh <laughs> except you um, you stay put i want to talk to you for a second he was like Hey man, I honestly, I really liked what you got. I, I want to know if you have another song for me to sing. Um, Everybody, At least he did that right. That right. he didn't give you this like warm reception because if he did it for you and nobody else, everyone yeah. else would feel horrible. Right. Exactly. So I was able to perform No Diggity for him on the guitar. He ended up really liking that as well. That's when he signed my red slip, the golden ticket. And yeah, you're through to the next round, man. I mean, I, I did not expect that to happen. There's like 5,000 plus people at this stadium. That that next audition, that's probably the scariest experience that I've ever had in, in my life when it comes to singing and performing. Why was this one scarier than the first one? You know, I was alone, obviously. And this one is in kind of a smaller studio in downtown St. Louis. And I'm sitting in this waiting room with a bunch of other just extremely talented musicians. And because these are people that have moved on in the next round, obviously. Sure. Finally, they call my name and we actually went into like the studio, like a bunch of stuff set up for any artist to just walk in and pick something up if they chose to. I had my guitar and I was originally going to sing Black's, uh, Black Street's No Diggity like I did for that first guy. Just to this day, I, I really wish that I would have stayed with that and done that song. Why didn't you do the song? was that uh, the guy from the first audition, when he wrote me my red slip, he said, you know, this is really good, but I wouldn't do that song for them because they hear it a lot. Okay. Oh, and man. that just Ugh. shook They me. hear every song a right. lot. Yeah. Um, there's there's always somebody that makes it through because, you you know, you get to see all these very famous people on, on mm. these reality shows making it through. They'll do Lean On Me. And right. everyone's done that a kabillion times. They're like Hallelujah by like Jeff Buckley. He's totally thinking about the show and he's not thinking about you. Yeah. So that just that comment really shook me. Even after he had said that going to this second audition, I was like, oh, screw that. I'm still going to do it. But then I walked in and there's all the instruments, but there's also two like huge high-end movie cameras 
the the room is just filled with bright like cinematic lights and under it all is this long table and not one not two but like four suited up executive producers all almost looking identical like you popped out of a clone yeah. machine like mr anderson like from the matrix right. or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh hey how's it going guys and they're like hello oh no you know it's like oh my gosh it's like you're not even yeah, allowed to have right. like emotion apparently <laughs> so and in that moment i made the stupid decision to choose a different song because i was so nervous totally understandable right. you're taking the advice of the show that makes mm-hmm. tons of sense yeah so once i saw them i was like man maybe i really should have you know listened to that guy so i chose to do daughters by john mayer i have a cover of it that i do on the piano and yeah. so i sat down and man my voice has never shook more in my life i mean i was like fathers be good to your daughters you know it's like god it's like in my head i could like hear it while it was happening and it was like i was trying to calm myself down and i just couldn't if i'm not on stage uh in a long time my knee starts to shake and sometimes if it's like on stage or something like that you're because my heel is going into the floor absolutely yeah like thumper so I finished that just in my, in my head. I was like, man, like that was not good. I wouldn't give myself a yes for that. The woman's just straight up just like, hey, uh, so I don't think we're going to be moving forward with you. Thank you very much. That was it. Just kicked me out. Man, I went to my car. I yeah, was mad. Of course. My of poor course. steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Did that shut you down? Are you done with music now? Did you oh, call yeah, it quit? Yeah, yeah I'm a, an accountant now. <laughs> yeah, if anything, that kind of lit a fire under me. Because um, I, you know, when somebody of that high authority, I guess, in the music industry said that to me, I was like, no, hell no. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna keep going. I'm going to do it again and again and again until nice. I make it. And You're angry, but you still want to keep on going. Right. Did you have any other feelings in your brain about what's going on? You know, I was I was just sad. For a long time, my whole life, I, I've, uh, I was diagnosed with depression in sixth and seventh grade. Really? That early? In fifth grade, your biggest concern is, you know, what you're going to eat for lunch. I remember being at recess and I remember like a specific day where I stood there and I watched all the kids as if I was like a spectator. And I thought to myself, what do these kids know that I don't? How are they able to be so just satisfied and happy? I'm a fifth grader and I'm thinking exactly the way I am today. Yeah. We caught it around sixth, seventh grade. And you know, it's, it's been a struggle, but music as cliche as it is, it's, it's, it's my light, you know, it's, it's what takes me out of the dark times. And, um, how does it, how does it take you out of the dark times? So what, what, like now, if you, now, if you see people happy, you're happier because of music or uh, medication as well, possibly. You don't have to go into that. No, I, that's that's okay. You know, yeah, no, I'm totally, I'm 100% comfortable talking about my depression and stuff like that. I think it's very important for people to, um, not to open up, you know, if you're, if you're not ready, obviously, but, you know, be, have at least somebody to talk to. And, you know, I, uh, I feel comfortable enough to, to say it to the world. You know, I want other people to realize that even if you do have depression or any kind of other mental illness that really makes you struggle throughout your life and just day-to-day things, it's not the end of the world. And there's going to be something that comes along that's just going to make you realize that it was all worth it. It pulled me out of that because um, when I obviously I'll still always have depression, it's something I'm always going to struggle with. There's days that are better than others. Totally. Um, but, you know, music, uh, it's kind of an indescribable feeling when when you when you create something with your hands that is so yours, I don't know. I don't know the words to describe it, but it's just like you took something from nothing and you made this beautiful creation from it that, that others 
can hear for years and years to come and that you can always yeah. come back and listen to. And I kind of use that is, that is an incredible thing to have something yeah. that you could um, you could create and it conveys your emotions without you having to like scream it from the rooftops. Right. It comes in the form of art. Exactly. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And I kind of used my songs along the way growing up as, um, you know, like kind of bookmarks or, or kind of like save files for the feelings that I was feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I can look back at a song and be like, oh, that's the time <laughs> when I was feeling like this. <laughs> yeah. You know, or like that's the moment in my <laughs> time life capsules. when I was. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I just always been adamant about doing music for myself to get myself out of that feeling, you know, because I'm, I'm feeling it almost constantly. And it's 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 sure. a tough struggle. About a week ago, I started really getting more active on TikTok. How a musician would make their music, such as you, yeah. you would create singles. You're making singles. You produce your own music. Yes. But there's other ways, right? right. And that would be kind of social media is like a really oh, yeah. big way for a musician. Yeah. I'd seen a bunch of people starting to post their originals and stuff like that on TikTok, Instagram and things like that. And it's like, why am I not doing this? Fast forwarding now about to a week ago, I, I told myself, okay, you need to start. This is something that can really kickstart people's career. And we have seen it happen many times now. And I was scrolling and I found a girl by the name of Stacy Ryan, oh, nice. amazing, amazing musician. She focuses on jazz music mostly. I saw she posted an open verse challenge. It's basically a song that an artist posts and it's their own song. But what they'll do is normally they'll sing like the hook and then they'll just take out their own verse so that you can duet the video. In your make up whatever you want. This is what we heard at the beginning of the, of the episode, right? Yes. Yeah. Took a whack at it. You know, I wasn't thinking much of it. I I think I wrote those lyrics to that verse in about 10 minutes, maybe. You, you've made a bunch of TikToks before this, right? Uh-huh. And and this is just another one. You're giving it a go. Right. Hopefully Stacy likes it. Exactly. So yeah. definitely didn't think anything was going to come of it because of all this stuff I had already posted. I post this video and I went to sleep. I wake up the next morning. I was just blown away. In the first night, I had gone from 300 followers to 10,000. That's awesome. So I woke up to a new 10,000 fans. At first, I was like, am I like logged on to like somebody else's TikTok account or something? <laughs> Somebody's like, breaking no my TikTok and make it good? <laughs> yeah, I was like, thank you. But uh, <laughs> I logged in and I checked the notifications and I noticed that every time I would refresh the page, I would get around... 10 new followers about every second. That's just something that I've always been working towards, but I guess I just didn't really actually think that it was going to happen until it did. And I was like, wow, I'm so glad that I didn't give up. That's huge. Uh, the only thing I person can think of right now is Little Dicky. Oh, oh, I Little love Dickie. Yeah. Then he goes, I finally have the music video. I finally have this perfect thing. Mm-hmm. I look, he looks himself in the mirror and then he posts it. And then the next day it blows up. He right. didn't know it was going to. All chances, you know, all probability, it's not going to blow up. Right. Just like you, you probably thought, like, oh, yeah. I hope one of these things hit. Started to blow up more and more and more. And I start to see literally some of my favorite TikTok singers in the comments, like Lynn Lappet, for example, is yes. huge, but she commented on it like a capital, so good. And I was like, there is no <laughs> way. There is no way. Karana Nevi and uh, Joey Kidney. Yeah, Joey Kidney. And a UFC fighter. I love this like veteran UFC fighter. What's his name? Sam Alvey. Yeah, he goes by right. Smiling Sam. I love it how he's like, you know what I'm going to do today after I work out? Right. Yeah. Go on TikTok. Yeah. and watch a, a couple couple people you know sing sing something new because i'm looking for some new stuff to listen to right. i love yeah. it so Bashan, you're trying to tell me you've been doing music your whole life just like everybody in this audience has right. but you you went to college gave it a go 
opt-out parents are completely cool with it, which yep. blows my mind. Right. And then you <laughs> go it. over to The Voice and you give that a shot. It doesn't work out as well as you wanted to, but it works out a little bit mm. and it really propels you forward. Even oh, yeah. though you have depression since you've been in fifth grade mm-hmm. and it doesn't hold you back from doing anything. Yeah. And probably there's moments in your life where you feel like, am I good enough? Am oh, I yeah. doing the right thing and Almost doing these sort of things? And then this happens where mm. you, you jump onto TikTok. You've already put songs out onto Spotify and everything, but this is the moment you find the way in. You've known this whole time that you had what it takes and now the rest of the world does too. Yeah. It's really, really great. I mean, thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. Uh, even after I left college though, you know, there was times where I was like, man, did I do the right thing? Like, should I have just... Sure saw it through. And this moment here, it made all of it worth it. And it made me realize that I'm on the right path. So to anyone that struggles with depression or anyone that struggles with any kind of mental illness, any any passion that you have, I know how hard it is. I'm like trying to get not choked up, but um, there are times that they come along and you're like, God, this just, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. But I promise you, as cliche as it sounds, like you are going to thank yourself for hanging in there because your time is coming. And I promise you that it is. That's awesome. Chase it, man. Like, just chase it. This is Heartbender. This is the part of our talk where we find out what people feel in their heart for you, Beshan. From the moment I met Beshan, he had an immensely comforting presence that made you feel like you were at home. His creativity and passion for art in any form ceases to amaze and inspire me. And I cannot wait to see what this life has in store for him because he deserves so much recognition for his hard work. That was Michaela. Oh, love her. I've known Beshan my entire life, and he's basically a brother to me. I've seen firsthand how much effort and passion he puts into his work, and it's nothing short of admirable to watch. But my favorite thing about Besh is his sense of humor. He's sharp, quick-witted, so colorful in his vocabulary and effortlessly puts his own spin on anything to make you laugh. That was Peter. Uh, oh my gosh. Love. He's, it's, that's my best friend for my whole life, by the way. God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Beshin has always been the comic relief in our family. Always been musically talented. In fact, I took guitar lessons before him and struggled with it for such a long period of time. I left the guitar in the basement and woke up the next morning to him playing John Mayer. Definitely the musically gifted one of us that's bubby i love him so much <laughs> Haley. yeah it's my sister oh. yeah all these people that care about you so much i'm trying not to cry <laughs> Beshin, you've given us so much your audience wants more you know the one that's growing exponentially by the second right if someone wanted to find out more about you give the audience the encore they're looking for if you want to stay you know up to date with you know what's going on in my life and stuff like that you can follow me on tiktok and instagram at beshen music that's b-e-s-h-e-n music um and then if you want to listen to my music as well i actually just released a four song ep uh called i have no idea what i'm doing accurate awesome. and uh it's on apple music and spotify so yeah check it out thank you very much less accurate by the second by the way (laughs) and please go to my patreon page for extras on this podcast the smule musical that i'm writing and other extras on my music at alexi music a-l-e-x-i-m-u-z-i-c and be sure to give earbender a rating on apple and now on spotify it helps so much to get this podcast grooving and moving. Beshin, thank you so much for being on the show. This was really, really wonderful. Oh, thank Um, you so much for having me. This has been my pleasure. And remember, every day can have a story that's amazing. When you find it, we're all ears. (laughs) 